It's something for nothing. The Rush Fan Cast. Jerry and Steve with you. And Jerry, I can't believe it. We have hit another milestone. I know. It's very true. 150 episodes. When we got to 100, I didn't think we'd get to 120. And here we are at 150. I know. And I don't think we'll get to 160, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Twitter. We are at Rush Fan Cast. Instagram, find us at The Rush Cast. Email Jerry therushcast at gmail.com the base intro and outro that's lex 150 episodes of lex wow that's crazy that is crazy he's the best i wonder how many songs he's done i've never counted how many different songs he's done i can look it up right now it's going to take me a second to count them i'll have to cut this out okay 57 57 wow 57 yeah we reuse them sometimes but yeah 57 that's a lot yeah that's a third ish and we thank him for each and every one of those. Maybe we should give him the task to do every baseline. Yeah, another task. That's what Lex needs. <laughs> <laughs> He's a busy guy, man. Don't we all just need random tasks from our friends? Exactly. And Jer, as a surprise for our 150th episode, I've got Twitter polls. Oh, wow. This is great. Isn't this exciting? Are they 150th episode tangent? They are not. We talked about Hold Your Fire a few weeks ago. Yes. And I asked the Twitterverse what their favorite songs on Hold Your Fire were. I started with side one. The choices are Force 10, Time Stand Still, Open Secrets, Prime Mover, and Second Nature. Mm, Time Stand Still. Time Stand Still. Very good, Jer. 49% said Time Stand Still. That is a landslide. Landslide for sure. Force 10, 22%. Prime Mover, 19%. Open Secrets, 9%. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to fit Second Nature on the poll, but Mm -hmm. I got two votes for Second Nature. Wow, write-ins. Write-ins, yes. Okay. Poll two. Lock and key. Mission. Turn the page. Tai Shan or High Water. Mm, Let's go with Mission. Mission. Very good, Jar. 61% said mission. 61%. 61. Another landslide. Turn the page, 21%. Lock and key, 14%. High water, 4%. What did I tell you about high water, right? That's right. Yep. And Taishan, 0%. Zero. Well, I didn't offer it as a choice, so it really didn't have much of a chance, but no write-ins for Taishan. No write-ins for Taishan. <laughs> I shan't gets no love. No love at all. Which leads us to poll number three, Jer. Oh, three polls. Time stand still versus mission. Can you go three for three? Mm, I'm going to go, well, God, 61% though said mission, right? Um, I'm still going to go with time stand still. Time stand still. 66% said time stand still. Mission got 34% if you do the math, Jer, which I know you don't like to do. Nope. But I know you like to read an email, so. Let's hear it. Well, Steve, considering this is our 150th episode, as we have said, I do not have an email. Instead, I have a list of all of the places where we can get a free lunch. (laughs) (laughs) You compiled these? That's awesome. I just searched our email, which is therushcast at gmail.com, for the word lunch. And then I looked through all of the emails that came up and I wrote down every place where a person said that we could come eat lunch for free. That's amazing. How many are there? Oh, you know, I didn't count them. <laughs> I was just going to read the list. Okay, go ahead. So in Canada, uh-huh. 
we can have free lunch in Montreal, Toronto, Hanover, which is in Ontario, uh-huh. and Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wow, I've always wanted to go to Halifax. I've actually been to Nova Scotia. Nice. It's gorgeous. Okay. In the UK, we can have lunch in Lancashire, which if you know your Beatles is where there are 4,000 holes. Okay. In a day in the life. Wiltshire, London, and Birmingham. Very cool. And in the good old United States, this list is a little longer. We can have lunch in Columbus, Ohio, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., San Antonio, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Des Moines, Iowa, Naples, Florida, Fort Collins, Colorado, Buffalo, New York, Seattle, Washington, Long Island, New York, Hawaii, (laughs) Philadelphia, PA, Dallas, Texas, Pittsburgh, PA, Louisville, Kentucky, Detroit, Michigan, the Midlands of South Carolina. That's kind of like a region more Uh than an actual town. Richmond, Virginia, and Winter Park, Florida. Very cool. We have to start cashing some of these in, Jer. I know. We could go on a, on a road trip. Let's start with Long Island. At least, you know, that's only about an hour or so away, right? That's true. That's great. Thanks so much to all our listeners for offering us lunch. We have not taken up any of them on the lunch <laughs> offer yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. We're too busy making this podcast, Jar. I think we have to end the podcast and then go out to lunch with all our listeners. What do you think? I don't think anyone's going to want to go out to lunch with us if we stop the podcast. So the lunches are predicated on us continuing the podcast? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I have no idea. So to celebrate our 150th episode, Jared, we've invited back a guest from two of our previous episodes, episode 58 and 94 of the Mm -hmm. Rush Fancast, Derek Bacharach, creator of the first Rush fanzine, Rushology, and now he's here help us celebrate 150. Derek, welcome back to the Rush Fancast. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be back. Thanks so much for joining us. And this was Jerry's idea. We're going to do Rush trivia today. And Derek is going to quiz me and you. How crazy is this? He's going to be our our quiz master. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. So for the listeners, it's going to be five questions for each of you going through rounds, uh, three rounds, the easy round, medium round and difficult round. I picked the easy round just in terms of what would be like, you know, general common knowledge that we all know about with Rush. Medium questions go with, okay, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know this. And after 150, maybe you forgot, maybe you did. I did not review, you know, go through all the different past episodes. It's kind of what I guess that you guys would know. So maybe I'm hitting the dartboard, maybe I'm not. I guess I'll find out. And uh, then comes the difficult questions, which I think are really nitty gritty. And I'm trying to make it a little bit easy. Some questions have multiple choices to them. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So some, <laughs> there's, there's no true or false. Um, but oh. if we go into like what's called like a lightning round, you guys are tied. Then we can like, you know, I have some saved, some true and false and some juicy ones. Maybe at the end of this, I know maybe we can ask a trivia question or two for your listeners to write back if they know the answer. That's a great idea. Something like the way Will Shorts did with um, NPR with the, yeah. when he had all the quiz stuff and he'd like to you know, ask questions, some kind of word stuff. Maybe you can do that because I have a few good ones there. Actually okay. one really okay. good one. I just thought of it recently. Any case, so let's get started. Well, before we get started, let's just uh, set expectations. Steve, <laughs> do you want to set, you want to have a baseline of what we're expecting to do? Well, we were saying before the podcast started, Jer, that we are not like you, Derek. We are not huge, huge Rush fans. You are 
the creator of Rushology. You know way more than we do. Right. And when so, we started the podcast, <laughs> we thought we were huge Rush fans, but we're not. We'll see how much you are in terms of trivia. You remember in the 1980s, if two Rush fans, you know, bumped into each other, they wouldn't be saying how many shows you've been to because no one's really been to that many shows back then because there weren't that many shows to go to <laughs> and we couldn't afford it. It was more about what you know. So and when I was 14 in the summer, my 14, when I was 14 in the summer, I uh, wrote, I don't know if I mentioned this to you in, a, in my first episode with you guys, I wrote a trivia book. Yes, you did mention that. Yes. And it was called uh, the Rush Trivia Quiz Book. And I wrote a thousand questions. I just came up with all these cockamamie questions. And I took a few out of that for this. So, I'll, you know, if anything references some cool stuff, I'll bring it up here. All right. I love a good recycled idea. So this is great. I just have a feeling I'm going to be terrible at this, but let's see. Yeah, let's just. So what I'll do is first question to Steve, then to Jerry, and I'll do the points. I'll let you know this for what. So for the first question for Steve, for one Rushology point, Getty Lee's birthday is next month. How old will he be? Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) That's an easy question. This is an easy one. Oh my God. Oh, every year they talk about his birthday. You know, people like, you know, get on Twitter. Every year he has a Instagram birthday. Instagram. It's true. Even Getty Lee, he poses, you know, hey, I'm so many years old now or. Jeez, mm. I have no idea. Um, I'm going to guess. You want mobile choice? You want to do that? No, 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 no. I, I need no. to hit it right on the head here. Let's okay. see. So let's see. 1974, he would have been what? 68. He's going to be 69. Oh, oh. I was off by one. That was close okay. though. Very close. Alex Singh and Getty were born in 1953 and Neil was born in 1952. So he was the, uh, he was the older and there were the two young guys there. I don't feel so terrible about yeah. that. I was close. Okay, Jerry, here we go. For one Rushology point, what is the name of the brewery from Canada that created a rush beer? Henderson. Yes. You get a point. Give Jerry an easy Look at one. Me. <laughs> I, I, again, this is me discovering what you guys know, what you don't know. I couldn't like oh, done boy. some kind of a diagnostic uh, pre-test to see what you guys know. Okay, Steve, here we go. This is what I always say whenever I'm playing Trivial Pursuit, which I love to do even today. Yeah. It's only easy if you know the answer. Oh my God. Look at this one. So Steve, according to one of Neil's lyrics, what is the most endangered species? Oh my God. <laughs> Humans. So close. so close. It com- Do you want to know what the song it comes from? Sure. Natural science. I can't think of it. This is making me look awful. Derek. You're making <laughs> me look terrible here. Maybe I should have more multiple choices with this. I just <laughs> thought, you know, oh, why, did, why should I have like, you know, multiple choices here? It's the honest man. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> so, Jerry, yes. speaking about lyrics. You know a lot about lyrics. Sure. What song from Rush's catalog has Getty singing these words? I like your style. Oh, it's got to be from the first album, right? Um, in the mood. Yes. Very good. He says, actually, I said I like your style. Oh, boy. But I thought that might give it too much. If I corrected you, do you yeah. think I would have gotten an extra point? If I said, well, actually, he says, <laughs> <laughs> Steve is seething over there. I'm beside <laughs> myself here. Okay, Steve, multiple choice question here. Oh my God. You're on Twitter. Approximately how many <laughs> followers does the official Rush Twitter account oh my have? God. 
A, 35,000, B, 150,000, C, 300,000, or D, 750,000? D, 750,000. It's actually C. <laughs> it's about 303,000. I'm going to go over. This is going to be great. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Since you're on Instagram, you may know this. What is the Instagram handle of Neil's bodyguard, Michael Mossback? These are the easy ones, Jerry. Pretorius? Pretorius what? Mm, Pretorius Animus? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Another point for Jerry. Wow. <laughs> Jerry's taking the lead here, but let me tell you, when yes. you get to the medium questions, you know, you can easily catch up, Steve, because there are two points each. Okay. And it's a little multiple choice. So you're bound to, you know, it's like, don't think you're, you know, you're going to be in his dust. You can, can make a comeback and sweep past him easily here. Okay, Steve, who said the following in the real history of Rush? Books are for tourists. Is it A, O'Malley? Is it B, Slobovich? Is it C, Gershon? Or is it D, Kugel? I'm going to go with Neil. I'm going to say A, O'Malley. You know, I thought it was <laughs> O'Malley too. <laughs> it's Slobovich. Books are for tourists. Love that line. Hey, at least I knew who O'Malley it, was. It should have been. He was, you know, it should have been Neil. Be, being, being the avid reader he is, that would have been so ironic for him to have done that. Maybe too ironic. Maybe that's why they didn't have him say that. Oh, boy. Okay, let's go for Jerry here. Question number four for Jerry. Yeah. Still at one Rushology point. What are the call letters for the radio station <laughs> where DJ Donna Halper discovered Rush in Cleveland? It's a multiple choice question. Mm -hmm. Is it A, WMSS? Is it B, WMMS? Is it C, WMBC? Or D, WMCM? Mm, WMMS. What letter is that? B. Yes, that is correct. Four points for Jerry. I just want to say I would have got all four of those right too. <laughs> oh. Okay, Steve, let's see if you can get this one here. Who helped Neil with the lyrics for Tom Sawyer, Forced 10, and Between the Sun and Moon? I know this one. Pie Dubois. That's it. You got it. <laughs> Good going, Steve. All right. You're on the board. At least I won't be shut out. Yes. Okay. Question number five. The last easy question for Jerry. Name the auction company that Alex used to sell his guitars, backstage passes, and early artwork. Uh, Julian's. That's right. Unbelievable. So Jerry's gotten every question right. And Steve is on the board with one. And we're going into the medium questions now. This is where I'm going to slide down the hill with uh, <laughs> sneakers on. You know what I mean? I think you paid Derek off. That's what I think. <laughs> It would be precious little that I would pay him for this. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't thinking a lot about who to assign which question to. I just know that I want you, the way I was going to set up the slideshow, to have it going first back and forth. It'd be easier to set things up who to ask what. Though you paid him precious little, Jer, it's still precious. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. Medium question for Steve. Two Rushology points. In La Villa Strangiato, there is a section called Danforth and Pape. What is the significance of these names? That is an intersection in Toronto, Canada. Fantastic. That is exactly right. And I will say that that was mind-blowing for me when I was in the 80s looking at a map of Toronto and I discovered this. 
myself. And it was mind blowing when I realized, oh my gosh, there it is. And I've been to Toronto back in 1999 and I uh, stood at that corner. It's I think in the Greek section of Toronto. And I highly recommend you guys go on some kind of a pilgrimage of rush in Toronto. And I'm sure this, this is definitely one of the stops to make. Absolutely. Okay, Jerry, who is the author that inspired the song title and lyrics for the camera eye? Oh man, we did talk about this. I'm going to say it's the Passos. John Dos Passos. Correct. Yeah. Two points. Unbelievable. <laughs> did you know that Steve? No, I didn't know that. Okay. I knew it, but I didn't remember it. So Steve, during his career with Rush, Neil went through numerous drum sets and drum manufacturers, but with each new set, he kept one drum that he never replaced. Which one was it? The snare drum. Yes. And I will give you bonus points oh, if God. you can tell me the brand of the snare drum. How many bonus points do I I'll get? I'll give you two. You will actually tie him right now if you can get the brand. Slingerland. That's it. You yes! guys are tied. Yes! Holy cow. You're tied up. It's Look seven to seven. That. A comeback. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Jerry. Yes. What does King Lurks Day mean on the island of Montserrat while they were recording Power Windows? This was coming from the tour book. Now, just, he was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I have to answer yeah, this really. question. <laughs> so it's, it's in multiple choice. It's A free dance lessons every Wednesday, B free food on the second Thursday of each month <laughs> or C free guitar lessons on the first Saturday of each month or D free drinks on the third Monday of each month. One of these is actually true. Let's go with free dance lessons every Wednesday. A I'm afraid that's incorrect. Yes. It is. The answer is D free drinks on the third Monday of each month. All right. Now, personally, when I got that tour book, when I bought that tour book, that was mentioned in Neil's writing on the equipment page for Alex. He didn't mention King Lurks Day. He mentioned Big Al Day, which is free <laughs> drinks for everybody on every Monday. He just upped it up. <laughs> so now on the Power Windows tour, I got front row seats on one of the shows, the Power Windows, I think it was the Nassau Coliseum. And I think Merlin was opening up for them, Power Windows then. And I brought a sign with me that said, it's Big Al Day. And during the encore, Alex pointed to my sign. I threw the sign on the stage. And if anyone was there, they'd know that he picked up my sign and used it as a pick in the last note of the song. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes. So let's move on to the next one. Medium question for Steve. What was the first song recorded for moving pictures? Wow. Two Rushology points. We talked about this. We did talk about this. Yes. What was it? He got a choice of seven, seven songs. Well, I know it wasn't Tom Sawyer. I know it wasn't Vital Signs. Vital Signs was the last song, I believe. Yeah. I'm going to say The Camera Eye. You are correct. Yes. It is The Camera Eye, Steve. <laughs> You're in the lead. Nine to seven right I now. I cannot believe I'm trailing <laughs> that bonus. I think it's so cool that their last song they record on Permanent Waves was Natural Signs. And then the next song they record is Camera Eye. What a great, you know, I, I love that, that in terms of that sequence there. Okay, next question for Jerry. 
Mm. Two points. What is said in the spoken words part that's in the second part of the camera eye? <sighs> and I can tell you my source for this. Um, it's some somebody saying like, uh, good day, governor. Is that what he says? Close. I'm going to give you, well, I'll tell you what the answer is. And I'm going to give you like half a point. I'll give you one point because it's two points. Okay. Because he says, hello, good day. It was a question that I asked Howard Ungerleiter, one of your guests. Oh. It was, um, I had, when I went on that pilgrimage of Rush in Toronto with a friend of mine, we went to a Chinese restaurant. I think it was called Lee's Kitchen. We're like, hey, Lee, get it, Lee, let's do that. And in the restaurant was Howard Ungerleiter. And I walked up to him to introduce myself. And we started doing a little thing back and forth where he recommended a restaurant to me. Our friends, went, we went to an Italian restaurant. He recommended to us. And when he came into town in New York area, I think at Jones Beach, I gave him the matchbook to a restaurant I recommended to him in New York City. And I asked him this question. Hey, by the way, what are they saying camera eye? And he goes, it's... I, th- I believe it's good day after saying hello. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the score now is nine to eight with Steve in the lead. Okay, Steve, here we go. Why was Neil nicknamed the professor by his bandmates? That's a good question. I'm going to say it's because he was always reading books. You're nodding. Tempting. I'm nodding because I, I can see that, but it's tempting. It's that's not the real reason. Is it because he looked like the professor from Gilligan's Island? Really? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's is it. it? I didn't give you the answer. It came back to you. So I'll give it to you. You don't have to give it to me. Cause I, I was torn between that and the book thing. Cause I wasn't sure exactly. Okay. So give me a half point. Like you gave Jerry. I'll give you one point. Okay. One point. <laughs> so honest, Steve. And that's right. Because he had the personality of the professor it's mentioned in on his, uh, neilpeer.net. Um, in one of his essays there, I think it's the essay where it shows him posing behind a diner counter as if he works at the diner, mm-hmm. uh, of some kind of an old, uh, you know, fifties diner. And he's got that kind of like a smile on his face. And he mentions that in the write up there. Everybody knows that Neil also made his own telephone out of coconuts. So I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Mm. Jerry, yep. what is the name of the suburb of Toronto where Alex and Getty grow up willowdale this is an easy one this isn't a medium i I, I don't know what you guys know sorry okay jerry so now we're tied 10 10 look at that steve next question for steve (laughs) Steve's like he can't believe my luck red barchetta and xanadu were recorded in one take which snakes and arrows song joined this one take club we Mm. talked about this on the podcast eric i don't think so Oh my God. What song could it be? I think I know. Do you want a hint? No, no I don't hint. want a hint. I want to get it. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Save the hints for the hard ones. Okay. I'm going to say far cry. That's wrong. Can I guess? I won't get a point. I'm yeah, just curious. Go for it. Malignant narcissism. Hope. Oh, of, of course. course. Of course it was. Yeah. Hope. That's a of trick course. question, Derek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the album. <laughs> oh boy i actually got it because um i think like this day in rush history on twitter there was an article and it was alex 
you know, from Snakes in Hours Time. And I just decided to read it just on a whim. And he mentioned that he did this in one take mm-hmm. on his uh, acoustic guitar. Okay, next question for Jerry. Question number five. How much was Getty supposed to get paid by Bob and Doug <laughs> McKenzie for recording the vocals for Take Off? Ten bucks is ten bucks. Come on, man. That's, That's an right. easy one. Well, well, what are you going to do, Steve? <laughs> it's my question now. Okay, so now we're going to do, we're going to see who's the true Rushologist in these next questions. These are the hard questions. I'm not sure how hard they are for you guys, I guess. Just <laughs> testing for Echo to see whether this actually are hard or difficult. Oh. I'm not sure. So just as disclaimer. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm just, I'm just okay. messing with you, Derek. <laughs> All right, here we go. Steve, who wrote the first Rush biography? Who wrote the first Rush biography? Yes. Three points. Three Rushology points. What was the first Rush biography? That's the first question I have to answer. It was called Rush. It was called Rush. I'm going to have to say I have no idea, Derek. I'm sorry. Okay. The second one was called Success Under Pressure. Okay. And the first one was written, I believe, in 1983. I don't think they went up to Grace Under Pressure. They went up to Signals or just restarting it, um, covering in that area. And it's by Brian Harrigan. Never would have gotten that. Jerry, did you know that? Nope. Jerry? No, no idea. Hard to find book. It's probably sells a lot on eBay. That is true trivia. That is true. That is true trivia. It really is. If this is how the hard questions are going to go, we might as well just tally up the points now. (laughs) We'll see. You guys might know stuff. You might not. Who knows? Okay, Jerry, here we go. Okay. Let's put on the thinking cap here. You got your thinking cap on, actually. Yeah, you are. I do. Yeah. Yes. What was the name of the drum tech for Neil before Lorne Gump Wheaton? <laughs> I love the faces you're making, Steve. This is great. Uh, Lorne Michaels. <laughs> His name is Larry Allen. He was with them for a really long time. Hmm. I actually have heard that name before. I never would have gotten it, but I've heard the What's name really before. cool is um, in the Signals tour buck on one of the last pages, um, there's a bunch of photos of their of their um roadies and you get a picture of howard you get a picture of larry allen he's in there too he poses around the drums you can guess what they do um jack secrets in there too of course all right so here we go for question number two for steve three points hard Mm -hmm. question what is the name of the general motors vehicle rush used to travel from gig to gig during their first u.s tour Possibly their second, but their first tour. An Econoline van. Fun crap. <laughs> yeah, Steve, uh, I didn't know the answer either, but a Ford Econoline van would not be a General Motors van. Oh, it wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that would be the name of my Rush Tribute band. I would love to have a name like that for a band. Fun craft. I believe in their more recent documentaries, I think it might have been Time Stand Still, they, had, um, they talked about this this vehicle and how much mileage they put onto it and all the parties they had on it uh, with, you know, they have like some animation from fan tunes, I think had a little bit involved in it when they're being interviewed talking about those days. Okay. So next question for Jerry, Mm. this is multiple choice. Oh, multiple choice. You You never know. It's he's got a 25% chance. If he doesn't know in the counterparts tour book, there is a photo of Alex that shows him on a ride on mower in a grass field holding a glass of wine and his formally dressed suit and tie 
and wearing tall rain boots. He's looking down at something that is sticking out of the side of the mower. What is it? Is it A, a human leg? Is it B, the neck of a guitar? Is it C, the necks of a double neck guitar? Or D, a garden hose? It is A, a human leg. You are absolutely right. It is a human leg. That's on the equipment page. Steve, would you have known that? I would not have known. Did that. you? And Jerry, I guess you remember that that uh, that wacky picture uh, with the tour yeah. book. Yeah, I've seen that picture. Yeah, numerous times. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to cover a few more of these photos. Okay, so next one here for Steve. In the Roll the Bones tour book, you got a multiple choice. In the Roll the Bones tour book, there is a black and white photo of Alex on his equipment page, gazing at the camera. Behind him are seven frame photos that show him with famous people in each one. Which one of these famous people are not included in these photos? Is it A, Queen Elizabeth, B, Elizabeth Taylor, C, the Pope, or D, Sean Connery? Well, this is a total guess for me because I've not seen this black and white photo. So I'm just going to guess that just knowing Alex's sense of humor, Queen Elizabeth would be one of them for sure. The Pope mm -hmm. would definitely be one of them for sure. So I'm going to go with Elizabeth Taylor. The answer is Sean Connery. Oh, he poses with her in the back left oh. corner. She's he's holding, you know, they're just arm in arm looking like, you know, they're a great couple. A lot of Photoshopping there, I think. It was either Elizabeth Taylor or Sean Connery. Yeah, well, it's good deductive reasoning because I tried to throw in something that was not there. Jerry, would you think you would have gotten this one? I would have been down to Elizabeth Taylor and Sean Connery as well. Yeah. I, now that you mentioned it, I do remember the picture. All right, Jerry, here we go. Yeah. Three points. Yeah. Which Torah book shows a photo of each of them playing their instrument when they were kids for their equipment list page? Is it A, Presto, B, Roll the Bones, C, Test for Echo, or D, Vapor Trails? Hmm. I think I, I know those pictures. One. Yeah, they're adorable pictures. I am going to say Test for Echo. You're right. It is Test for Echo. Wow. Good guess. Or did you, you knew this or are you just taking a guess? I remember the photos for Presto and Roll the Bones. So it was either Test for Echo or Vapor Trails. And I don't remember the Vapor Trails having yeah. anything so sweet in it. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that all these tour book questions, because you guys don't cover the tour book so much. That's why I dipped into these a lot. Mm. And it's one of my favorite collectibles. Yeah. Well, I don't have any of the tour books. So that kills me right there. Oh, you got to get them. Neil's writing is fantastic in them. Next question for you, Steve. YouTuber Rick Beato took apart this moving picture song in his series, What Makes This Song Great? To point out, Terry Brown added vocal harmony at one point in this song. Which one was it? Vocal harmony. Now I've not seen. He actually seen... adds in. He, he joins in a little bit. Terry Brown, huh? Yes. Rick Beato, he did the, he mixed, he was able to separate out and he was able to isolate. There's another voice in this part of the song. It's one of seven. I'm going to say limelight. You're right. Yes. Congratulations. I saw that episode. Good guess. It's limelight. Oh, I have boy. no heart to lie. I think that might be just like that one line where he adds it in there. And if you haven't seen the video for this, it's great. It's a great 
breakdown of what um, was going on in that song. So just to just to let you guys know what the score is right now, Jerry has 16 and Steve has 12. We're moving to the home stretch here. So this could this could make it. This could be a comeback. Who knows? All right. Jerry, question number four. Now, I'm not sure if you're going to get this one. Thanks. Neil was so inspired by Hugh Symes' artwork for Power Windows cover that it served as the inspiration for Neil to write the lyrics for which song on Hold Your Fire? Oh, oh, wow. I think, I mean, this sounds so familiar. I am going to say uh, Force 10. It's not Force 10. No. Steve, you want to guess? I was going to say Prime Mover. It is prime mover. It is. I set the wheels in motion, turn that's up all right. the, you know, that whole, that lyric set, that's, that set of lyrics is what, you know, he got from the power windows. I read that in art of rush and oh, mm. that gave me goosebumps when I read that. And I remember you covering Jerry yep. in a previous episode, talking about prime mover with that weatherman. And I was like, no, no, don't say it about the part about <laughs> I was, you know, so I was like, Let me, I got to don't say it, don't say it. That was the question that I was like, fearing that you would make a reference to this, but yeah. you didn't. So I said, okay, good. I conclude. So great. All right. So we're still at 16 to 12. Here we go, Steve. The man in the star is the classic image that was first introduced on the 2112 album. How many other album cover sides, uh -huh. you know, front and back does the model for the man, the star for model who was originally the man, the star appear. Wow. Is it A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4? B, 2. If we were doing Battleship, that would be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what do you think? I believe it's four. It's a four. Well, I'll tell you what I know. And maybe I'm wrong. And uh, maybe, you know, a viewer might be wrong. Besides that, he was on Hemispheres. Mm -hmm. He played Apollo. Okay. And then he was on moving pictures. He's holding one of the pictures. Yep. And he's on the back cover too, with, you know, having makeup applied to him too. He's got a big, he's got big whiskers for a mustache. So the answer is C three. Oh, hang on a second though. Isn't he on exit stage left? Is he? That was, that's why I said four. Really? Is he? I think he is. Oh boy. I forgot about the moving pictures thing, honestly. So I was thinking okay. hemispheres and exit stage left. Okay. Maybe it is four. This is embarrassing. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I got it wrong anyway. You got it wrong anyway. That's true. Okay. Okay. All right. So some, I'm sure some of you, get, you see, Jerry, you'll get a few emails. Tell me what it is actually. Yeah. It's not two. We know that. Yes. Okay. So this last one's here for Jerry. Oh boy. Um, here we go. This is my favorite question. When Neil grew up, his drum teacher gave him the highest compliment by telling Neil he will succeed in the future as a drummer. His teacher also gave this compliment to another young drum student. What significant impact did this other student have in Neil's life at another time or another time in his life? Was it A, he lent Neil the money that Neil needed to travel to London to try to make it in the music business? Was it B? He saved Neil's life. Was it C? He introduced Neil to his first wife. Or is it D? He introduced Neil to Ayn Rand. Hmm. These are all great choices. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say D. He introduced Neil to Ayn Rand. The answer is, drum drum roll, is B. He saved oh. Neil's life. 
How do you save Neil's life? It comes from an article that Neil wrote about his life when he was young. I think before he was at the age he could work at Lakeside Park. And he was swimming and there was a um, sort of a raft, like a place that people can like dive off of, climb up, sort of a raft in the middle of this lake. Yeah. And there were all these older boys who were hanging out there and he was swimming towards it. And they kept on pushing him. I remember this story now. To prevent him. You remember this? Yeah. And the one who saved, this gives me goosebumps still, the one who saved him from drowning was this other student who was taking the same drum lessons. I forget the guy's name, but it's in one of his books. I think it's in Traveling Music, I believe. And he references him as a career. This person ended up working on the Canadian border as a patrol person. And I think at one point, Neil gave him uh, one of his drum sets. I don't know which one it was, or maybe as a gift. Wow. So he stayed in touch with him. So it's over. That's it, right? Jerry wins. Yeah. What's the, what's the final tally? Jerry wins. Jerry's a Russiologist. Congratulations. But, but Steve, you really, you know, you came back. You were not like, you know, really far behind. You were winning at one point, but Jerry just took the lead. I'm just glad I got any points at all. I was afraid I was going to get shut out. So 12 points I'll take. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of hit the dartboard in some areas, maybe not. Some questions might've been like, you know, easier for Jerry than for you, Steve. So what was the final score? Just so I can brag to everyone that I meet. <laughs> 16 to 12. It's, it would have been nice. If it was, tw- it, it would have been cooler if you was, you know, if you won 21 to 12, but you know, that's yeah. the way things go. 16 to 12. Okay. You know, I thought you were going to hit us with, uh, you know, what letter is power windows brought to you by? Oh, wow. Oh, that's just insane. Do you know the answer? Do you know the answer? I do because I looked it up. I figured you were going to ask that. <laughs> So I, you I looked studied? it up. No, you studied? I, those were the only questions I looked up. <laughs> I know what letter roll the bones is and what letter power windows wow. is. Do you guys know the Omega Omega concern? Is this something like letter O or something like that? Or? No, no power windows is brought to you by the letter M because okay. most of the songs begin with the letter M. Yeah. And Roll the Bones is brought to you by the letter B because there are a whole bunch of songs with the letter B, like bravado, mm-hmm. bones, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. Well, when I was a kid writing that Rushology book, I think there was at one point I did go into that microcosm of trivia. Like I actually went as far as counting the number of buttons on the dress of the model on the Permanent Waves cover. Wow. Just to, you know, just to find trivia questions. That, that is minutia. Yes, it <laughs> certainly is. Um, so let me um, bring up one question for your listeners. And I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe, Jerry, you do. I mean, I know between, but both of you have some kind of a musical, you know, some things about guitar or music, whatever it is. It has to, it's a question maybe more for musicians. I'm sort of a budding guitarist myself, take guitar lessons, playing for a few years. Now, the beginning part of Red Barchette, there's a certain style of playing. Ooh, I know the answer to this. You know, the oh, dun, 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 dun. Do you guys know what it's called? Yes, I do. What is it called, Jerry? Harmonics. Yes. So the question to your listeners, what other Rush song has 
Alex playing harmonics. Oh, okay. And some, for some reason, the way Jerry's looking up with his mouth open, staring up, going over his, going over every Rush song in his catalog at 60 miles an hour, he might even know. But don't say it. No, I'm not going to say it. But I was listening to uh, a whole bunch of songs for an episode that we just did. And I, I can't remember which one it was, but I definitely remember hearing it and thinking, is this the only other time he does harmonics? So... I think there's only one, there's only two songs and one of them is Red Barchetta. Yeah. Cool. Right? There could be others, but I'll tell you guys after recording of this so that, you know, when you have somebody who might know what it is, hmm. I think some may. Email us at therushcast at gmail.com. Answer the question. And Derek, I know you've got to run, but thank yeah. you so much for joining us on our 150th episode. What a great job on the trivia questions. I was busting your chops, but. Great questions, really. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and welcome to 150. It's a great achievement. Congratulations, guys, and I hope you do many more. Who knows? I'll show up for number 300 or something else for another <laughs> 300. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whoa, whoa. Let's down. shoot for 175, maybe. Okay. I'll show up in 25 episodes and give you the last 25 just to test your <laughs> There you go. Uh, thanks for your support of the podcast over the uh, past three years, Derek. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what I like about it so much is that your podcast, I think, has brought has been such a unified. I mean, even though this Twitter and the Instagram and all that stuff, but I think it's it brings Rush fans together. I hope so. Yeah. And has something for them to, to lord over us. Their extensive knowledge that we don't have. Derek, thanks again. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. So, Jerry, you just asked me, how do you think it went? How do you think it went? Well, since I won, I think it was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's my answer. Well, for me, I think it went about as well as it possibly could have gone because I knew there were going to be a couple of questions that most Rush fans should know that I wouldn't know. I don't remember lyrics to the T. You know, so right. people are going to hear that question about natural science. How dare you not know the answer to that question? But right. I don't know the words to natural science by heart. I just don't. Right. And you probably do, right? You knew that answer. I did know that answer. <laughs> I was going to ask, I didn't, but I was going to ask Derek if we could steal an answer from each other. Oh, I wish I could have done that. There were a couple that you didn't get that I would have gotten. Right. I probably should have done. Maybe we should do the whole thing all over again, Steve. Yeah, like the prime mover thing. See, that was that was a bad answer by you because... It sure was. Because Neil didn't even write the lyrics to Force 10, did he? Well, he co-wrote them, right? He co-wrote them, right, but... It was a terrible answer. Thanks for bringing <laughs> that up, Steve. It was, ter- it was a bad answer. And as soon as he said prime movers, I knew that it was prime mover. I remember talking about, you know... But me answering the GM question with a Conaline van, I mean, come on, that was a dumb, <laughs> that was a dumb answer. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was a good idea. It worked out good. I think it was a good idea. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was a break from the, the usual. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you wanted to talk about reflecting on 150 episodes. What are your thoughts as we've gotten to 150 episodes, Jer? I cannot believe that we have hit 150 episodes. It's it. When we started, if I would have thought that we could get past 50, I would have been amazed. I'm, I don't understand how we're getting these guests, how we're getting people to talk to us, and how we're just coming up with ideas for the show. 
I just can't believe that people are listening and still listening and enjoying it. And I appreciate it so much. Every single listener. Yeah. So do I. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to come up with ideas. It's to have, it's another thing to have people appreciate them, but you know, Steve, it's been almost three years. Yeah. Almost three years. That's crazy. In September, it'll be three years. That's a long time. And we've only missed one week in those three years, one week. That's true. And that's hard to believe too, that we haven't even taken a break. Maybe we should just take a break. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we should take a break, right? We can just play some of the old episodes. There you go. There you go. I wanted to bring up one more thing. I got a a Twitter message from one of our listeners, John at Grinny Avery on Twitter. He suggested an idea for an episode and I wanted to run it by you. I'm not sure I like the idea. I like the idea, but I don't know if I like it for an episode. Mm Mm-hmm. He says we should count down our bottom 10 Rush songs. We were talking about Taishan and where it would fall on our list. Maybe we should come up with our bottom 10 Rush songs. No, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) Not for a full episode, not for a full episode, just to discuss next episode at the end. You can just list your 10. I let's put it this way, Steve, people who (laughs) listen to this show like and love Rush, they don't want to hear our least favorite rush songs. <laughs> That's my take on it. No, no, I understand. I understand. But the thing is something has to fall at the bottom, right? We talk about it all the time, right? You're going to pick Rivendell. You're going to pick Ty Shan. Yeah. What are the other ones we're going to pick? Interesting thought. It's like George Carlin said, somewhere in the process of elimination, somewhere in the world is the world's worst doctor. <laughs> this has to be. And somewhere in this list is your least favorite rush song. And I have an appointment with that doctor tomorrow. Right? <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Rush Fancast. Instagram, find us at The Rushcast. Email Jerry, TheRushcast at gmail.com. Let him know what you thought of our trivia debacle. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know what you think of 150 episodes of The Rush Fancast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much to Lex for doing the bass intro and outro for 150 episodes. And thank you, Jer, for doing this podcast with me. I couldn't do it without you, and I appreciate you. Well, I couldn't do this without you. You are the actual anchor of this entire organization, Steve. Well, you give us the quotes, and that's the most important thing, and I think you should give us one to wrap this up. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do that. And I think you'll know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, the lyrics, and you're going to know what song it's from. Don't hit me with trivia. We can walk our road together if our goals are all the same. We can run alone and free if we pursue a different aim. Let the truth of love be lighted. Let the love of truth shine clear. Sensibility armed with sense and liberty, with the heart and mind united in a single perfect sphere. There you go. My wedding vows. Have a good one, (laughs) Jared. See you later.